Turn with me to John chapter 1. But I won't get to it for a while. So we have some preliminary stuff we have to go through. But the title of the message is What to Do with Christmas. What to Do with Christmas. We all know about Christmas and Jesus coming. But what do we do with the whole story of that? Because there's a story behind the story of Christmas. <clears throat> and Mitch Album once said, and I'll repeat this, <clears throat> there is a story behind everything. How a picture got on a wall. How a scar got on your face. Sometimes the stories are simple and sometimes they are hard and heartbreaking. But behind all your stories is always your mother's story because hers is where yours begins. So, and we're going to look at the story behind the story of Christmas, but let me read that to you one more time. There is a story behind everything. How a picture got on a wall, how a scar got on your face. Sometimes the stories are simple and sometimes they are hard and heartbreaking. But behind all your stories is always your mother's story because hers is where yours begins. So, all right. <clears throat> behind the Christmas story AD is the Christmas story BC. And the real story of Christmas goes back way before Bethlehem, before Mary and Joseph, before the manger, before the angels came and sang to the shepherds, before the wise men came and gave gifts, even before creation. <clears throat> the story behind the story is what makes Christmas so special, so holy, and so we can ask ourselves, what should I do with Christmas? <clears throat> we know what we are supposed to do on Christmas. We all have that expectation. We all know what we're supposed to do. But what about what do we do with Christmas? What, what we do around Christmas, around the, the holiday, we all know. From, uh, well, here's what we do before Christmas. We eat. We shop, we eat, we bake special goodies, we eat, we put up lights, we eat, we put decorations on our Christmas tree, we eat, we sing Christmas carols, we eat, we drive around and look at Christmas lights, and then we eat. We watch special Christmas movies. We eat. We got the point. Now, I just want you to know, <clears throat> at this time of the year, I lose my wife. I mean, I know where she is. She's in her chair. But I, and I know what she's doing, but I've learned that under certain circumstances, I should not interrupt her. Because at this time of the year, and it has been going on since the beginning of November, she watches the Hallmark Channel with all the Christmas stories and 
all those movies, and she will not just watch them once. She will watch them two and three times. <clears throat> and so, what? What? Three times? <laughs> huh? Oh, there are. And I'll be coming down and I'll, I'll be seeing what's on there. And I'm like, we saw that last year, honey. Doesn't matter. So as we think about this between a Thanksgiving and Christmas, we've got the plans. We know what we're supposed to be doing. But how many of us know what to do with Christmas? We celebrate the Christmas holiday. And sometimes we don't even know why. And... That's not unusual because how many times do we celebrate holidays and people don't even know why they celebrate them? Memorial Day. Everybody loves Memorial Day. It's a three-day weekend. But how many of us know why we celebrate that? Fourth of July. We get all excited about that. Buy all the things for it. Buy all the special food for it. Have the grill out. But how many times and how, do how many people know what 4th of July is all about and why we celebrate it. And so in John chapter 1, John tells us what to do not with or not at Christmas, not during Christmas, not for Christmas, but with Christmas. And John doesn't give us a lot of fluff about Christmas, but he speaks to us about the who of Christmas. If you go to Matthew and you go to Luke, then they talk a lot about the, the coming of the birth of Jesus. But John just cuts to the chase and he just talks about the who of Christmas. And Mark, he doesn't even bother with Christmas. He just gets on with what Jesus is doing. I love Mark. He's not wasting his time. He's just going for what Jesus did. John is looking at the birth of a king through the eyes of God. So let's look at the story behind the story of Christmas and the birth of Jesus. And we're almost there. John tells us what to do with Christmas, during Christmas, and even after Christmas. Because if Christmas is what we believe it is, John tells us that there are three things we need to do with Christmas. So there's going to be three things that I'm going to share, however... I thought I was going to get this in one. I won't. I'll have it in two. So next week you have to come back for the last two because I'm only doing the first one this morning. Number one, I should share Jesus as the Lord of this world. The very first sentence in the book of John is, the, is one of the best explanations of our Christian faith. And if we were to Understand John 1 1. If we could get that and understand it and believe this, it would be enough for us. In John chapter 1, we're going to read uh, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life 
was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So in verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word. And the word, Word, is capitalized because John is letting us know this is the name of someone, of a person. And we'll see as you work through this chapter that he's referring to Jesus. So the Word is Jesus. Now, as he starts off, everyone knows this, in the beginning, and what John was talking about as he penned these words. And what is it? He starts off the exact same way that Genesis starts off. Right? And so immediately, as John is writing this, as he starts writing it, immediately he takes us right back to the beginning of creation. And he's doing this on purpose because this is the story behind the story of Christmas. In Genesis 1.1, this is what we read. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning is when everything began. When everything had its beginning. Time had its beginning. Space had its beginning. Life began as we know it. And so in Genesis, we are looking forward to the creation of humanity. In the Gospel of John, John is letting us look backwards to the presence of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus was not from the beginning. He was not, or He was in the beginning. Therefore, He had no beginning because He was before the beginning and always was. In the beginning was the Word. There's not a beginning for Him because He's God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was. In the Greek, it's in an imperfect tense. And so that means you're talking about something that happened in the past, but it continues into the presence or present. In the beginning, Jesus was the Word. He is the Word and forever will be the Word. Jesus had a birth, but that was only of His physical body. And His beginning is not like us, just His physical body. Jesus is not like us because He is God. He always was, is, and always will be. He has no beginning except for His earthly human body. And we have to think about this. There was never, there was a time when time was not. But there was, there has never been a time when Jesus was not. And then we have to ask ourselves, why does John call Jesus the Word? A Word is a tool that does two things. A Word gives revelation and a Word communicates. You know what I am thinking right now because I am giving you my words. I'm telling you what's in my mind right now. 
you are seeing what I am thinking by what I am saying through words. How many times did Jesus say that we could see or know the Father by what Jesus said or did? Isn't this awesome? I just love this. This is our God. And so John immediately takes us all the way back to the beginning, lets us know that Jesus always has been, always will be. And now he's come to give us revelation and to communicate with us who our Father is. And then it says, the Word was with God. The Word was with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The word with means face to face. So the Word was face to face with God. We are face to face right now if you are in this building. And Jesus, the Word, was was facing God at all times. He was face to face with Him. And when you think about this, He wasn't in the general vicinity of God. He wasn't out doing other things. He was face to face with God, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. Mm. In the beginning, he was face to face with God, fellowshipping and communicating with God. And then John takes everything a little step further. And says that not only was the Word with God, but the Word was God. Not just was He in the beginning the Word, not just that in the beginning He was with God, but He was God. He doesn't say that God was the Word. He says the Word was God. So now he's talking about, John is indicating that there's two people here. And we have the Word, we have God, but then the Scripture also talks about the Holy Spirit being God as well. And now we have the three persons who are God. And so we know all of this as the Trinity. And John is letting us know about all of this at the very beginning. And if someone were to ask you, who is God? Our answer is, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three persons, but one. That's the Trinity. Let's read John 1, 1 1-3 again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Verse 1 tells us who He is. And verse 3 tells us what He did. In verse 3 it says that all things were made through Him. Who created the world? God or Jesus? Yes. 
God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was hovering. If we'll look back to Genesis 1.1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And most of us know this, but in case you don't, I want to let you know, the word for God in Hebrew is Elohim, which is plural. So we're talking about three beings as one, though. So God, Elohim, is plural. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But grammatically, it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The word created is in the singular form. It's not what you would use for a plural. Even though God is three persons, He's one. And so we have created and it's singular. John is trying to get us to see that Jesus is God's word of revelation to us. As Jesus is, so is God. As God is, so is Jesus. And this reminds me of Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 15. It says, He, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. But I love verse 15 in particular. He is the image of the invisible God. You want to know what God looks like? You want to know what God does? You want to know what His heart is? You want to know how He thinks about us? Then we can look at the life of Jesus and that will let us know exactly how God is. And so we have to ask ourselves, what are we going to do with Christmas? Because Jesus is what God looks like when you put skin on Him. And John is making the point that Jesus is Lord, because he talks about all of that, uh, even in verse 16, but in verse 3 of John chapter 1, all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. And then uh, Colossians 1.16, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. And so John is trying to get us to see right from the very beginning of who, who God is, who Jesus is, who the Word is, and the importance of Him in our lives. Every person is going to have to answer this question. And I will share more about this next week as well. But here's the question that every human being is going to have to answer. Who is Jesus Christ? 
And what am I going to do about it? As John brings us back to all of this, he's bringing us back, letting us know that Jesus is Lord. And we need to be willing at Christmas and always, we must be willing to share Jesus as the Lord of this world. When we ask the question, who is Jesus Christ and what am I going to do about it? If we answer that question wrong, nothing else matters. It's not going to go well for us. That's why it's so important that we understand who Jesus is and share Him as the Lord of this world. If you'll stand with me. We'll get to the last two next week. Concerning the story behind the story of Jesus and the first Christmas. Father, we do thank you for this day and the love that you have for us. And Father, I thank you for this Christmas season, the anticipation of it, the doing all that we, we do around it. But Father, I pray that this year you would work within us even deeper, that we would know what to do with, G with Christmas. And to begin with, we thank you for John. We thank you for his teaching. And right from the beginning, he goes all the way back to creation to let us know that Jesus is Lord. He is God and he is Lord. And Father, I pray that we would be bold in our willingness to share Jesus to this world as Lord. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.